Hello and welcome to Yerushalmi Peah Daf Aleph. We are now starting a new Masechta. I'm going to try to give a couple of very quick introductions. And Ezra Hashem, as we learn together, I am looking forward that we'll see in the Gemara some of these conversations that the Rishonim and Achronim bring up based on the Mishnayis. And as I always say, the more we know the Mishnayis, the more we know the Masechta, the more we're going to really, really deeper, deeply appreciate and understand Peah. Let's first go over some of the basic laws of Peah and a couple of thoughts, and then we'll see some of the recurring themes that come up. So the, the uh, mitzvah of Peah is actually very appropriately in Parshas um, Kedoshim. Now we'll see there's really Lechet, Shechet, Peah, and Meiser, Ani. We're going to talk about all those in this Masechta. And really, the entire Zerom, just to kind of go through it, we started Brachos, which we're very familiar with from Mishnayis and from Bavli, which is Krishma and Brachos, etc. And then we go on to other things that are required for food, which is going to be Masechus Peah, which is going to talk about um, if you have produce, then you need to take care of, um, you know, making sure that your obligations are taken care of. Now, just going through the rest of Zerom, just as a very, very brief overview. So um, you have Brachos Peah, then you have Demai, um, so Demai is, remember, there's obligations. You have to give the coin and the levy food, et cetera, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, in fact, with Peah, Lechet, Shechem, Peah, which is funny how we say it in that order. Um, so if one did not separate these things, the Mishnah says later that all of them could literally be taken off of the food that you baked. And you just you need to make sure you give those things. But they don't make the food usher to eat. So you're still allowed to eat them. But for uh, Maeser Ani is, is the exception of that. Um, that, that, that is usher to eat. And then for Truma and Maeser, it's a whole lot whether one is high of Misa for it. Trumas Meiser, etc. But let's not go into that right now, although I want to make note that there is a big Machogus Rishonim and Achronim on that, and maybe even Tanoam, actually. Um, so all those things are not Ma'akiv. So going back to Brachos, so we have Peah, then Demai, which is Demai. We don't know what happened to it. Is, is it Tevel? Is it not Tevel? Which is Asr to eat. And again, Peah, non Peah food is not Asr to eat. Um, then we have Kilayim, which is another Isser of planting. Shavias is the is a Isser because uh, during the Shemitah you were not allowed to eat. Then Trumas, Meisters, Meister Shani. So it goes into those Halachas. Um, Chala, which is again food that's obligated to give to the Kohen. Of course, there's practical applications. And then Arla is food that you're not allowed to eat because of the tree. And then Bikurim is the gifts that you have to give. So we're literally going through the full gamut of how to be a farmer and how to have a field after you learn Brachos and having your Shemayim. The person has to be Maim and B'chai Olam to and then plant. So he has that Amunah Bitachan of that Brach is brought, and now he's starting with Peah. The Sevra Chinuch in Reish uh, Yud Zayin, I believe it is, says a very beautiful thing. There are two main aspects of Peah. One of them is a general theme that he has about why the Bukhar is special, that the first fruit that a person produces, um, he should take that and give it to Hashem. So the first thing that a person should be doing when he's thinking about harvesting his field is thinking about, okay, what do I leave for the for for the um, for the honey? Um, because that's an element of giving. But Hashem wants us to be generous and He wants us to be kind. And we'll talk about this more. This is a Mishnah. Remember, Elod Varm Shalem Shir is actually a Mishnah that we say every morning in davening. So it's very very significant. In fact, I want to quote. There's actually this Mishnah. If you read it and you open up a sitter, you'll see that um, the sitter has um, a very very different version than what we actually say. But we'll get there. We'll get there, Bezer very very soon okay so just a couple of quick ha'aras about peah so um so the mishnah basically goes in order with peah um and then uh, leket and shecha so that's what the pasuk the pasuk says that a person has to give it now um this food when once the ani takes his peah so it's not kadosh or anything like the kohen's not allowed to share even the levy's allowed to share his his um miser actually so it, it it's allowed to go to anyone it just has has to be given so the lecha shechem peah it's not only once the ani has it he can invite guests he can have whoever he wants but he just has to get it and the ani is actually putter from giving um any gifts from it because it, it has its own it has its own status and we'll see exactly how that works and bezer shem will see a lot more details about that 
Okay, just wanted to do a couple of very quick R's. Then next we have Leket. Um, Leket, it says, So basically, um, we'll see when we talk about it more, but Leket is the gleanings. So that refers to the ears of grain that fell with from the sickle or from the reaper's hand when he gathered them. And it's only if one or two ears fall, that's normal, um, then the reaper is forbidden to take them, but I guess even for the poor person. Um, and again, if the owner, uh, Ill- the farmer illegally took it, he is still obligated to give it, even if it was ground and baked, he's still a slave. Now, um, the thing about paya is that it applies to all crops, fruits, vegetables, etc., grain. Leket actually only applies to grains and legumes, not to fruit trees. And that the, the, the Tosefta says this, and the Bavli and the Rambam, they all say this as well. There's one interesting thing about Shitas Rambam, which is that Leket does not refer only to things that fall to the ground in a detached state. Even if you were trying to cut something and you dropped it, that also would be called Leket. Now, whether some other Rishonim would call that Shekha or not, it's beyond the scope of this conversation. But anyway, what's Shekha? That's a gift that, again, the Pasuk says, He siksar ketzircha basadecha v'shachachta omer basada lo sashav lakato leger and so there's two types of shikha. One of them is a, a sheaf that was forgotten in the field uh, while you were moving the sheaves. It's called shikhas omer, which is an entire sheaf. And the second one is standing produce that the harvester overlooked, shikhas kama, while it's standing. So that, again, is a mishnah in Perak Vav. We'll get there, Rezor Shem. Um, it belongs to the poor. If it's three or more, then he's then then the the owner does not forfeit it. Um, and, and if a sheaf has more than two sa of grain, then it belongs to the owner in any event, because... Again, that's not what the Torah was in Gozer. Okay. Um, next is um, Peret and Olos. So Peret and Olos. Let's talk about those. Pasuk says, V'charmacha, that only refers to grapes. Los olol, peret karmacha los alaki, la'ani v'lager ta'azov osam. This word ta'azov, we need to explain this azov. It's reminiscent of helping. Ta'azov means to leave it, but it's also azov, ta'azov imo. We're trying to help the ani. That's the attitude of Jewish tzedakah, philanthropy, is to help other people to... Okay, so ololos um, are clusters that have not been developed normally, like the Mishnah explains in Perak Zion. And the term olos comes from the word olol, which means child, you know, is children, like we say in Slichos, um, as opposed to a adult grape that is fully developed. Um, and then Leket, um, I'm sorry, as we mentioned earlier, Leket not only applies to trees, but Parrot is only, um, is a type of Leket that is exclusive to the grapevine. This is Rashi and Chulun, explains this very clearly. Um, and again, if the, if the owner, if the farmer, illegally took it, then he has to give it. But again, he didn't eat an Isser, so to speak. Um, the food is not Usser. Um, there is a shitas. Okay, I want to just read. There's a very famous Tosefta in Parak Beis that says four gifts apply to the grapevine: peret, ololo, shicha, and peya; three to the grain, leket, shicha, and peya; and two to the trees, shicha and peya. But the Gra and Shnosalio is a very famous shita that he says that there's something called zese nikuf, the beaten down olives. That there's something about the olive trees that whatever the olives remain on the tree after the owner bit uh, beat, beat it down. Um, that also belongs to the Ani. We're not going to go into that right now, but Bezer Hashem, hopefully we will go through it more. Next is, um, let's talk about the other things that make something tevel. So um, the farmer is now responsible to the food that he brings in. He has to give truma. Truma is has to go to the Kohen, and it has to only be eaten by Kohenim. There's halachas in the Torah about children, uh, somebody's daughter married out, if she died without kids, could she come back? There's always halachas, but someone has to be taller when they eat it, etc. So that's called... Um, that is called the Meiser um, Rishon. Um, sorry, that is called Truma. Truma goes to the Kohen, and that is the Halacha. Again, we'll talk about exactly um, you know, what, what that is. 
Um, then next is Miser. Miser goes to a Levi. And then the Levi, what he gives, he has to give um, Trumas Miser um, to the coin. Okay? Um, and again, for the Levi, there's no denim that the Levi, um, you know, could, he could feed it to anyone else. And those things are from each year's crop. And then there's a rotation of, um, of Miser Ani and Miser Shani, which are beyond the scope of this conversation. Um, but basically, that's those are some of the, the gifts that we're going to be giving. So I hope that gave you a little bit more clarity and not confusion, because there's a lot here. Um, let's talk about Bismana Zeh. So the Shulchan Aruch says that if there's no poor people to collect it, it doesn't apply. And the Chazanish basically poskins that way. It is interesting, in art school, they bring down a very interesting note that in the Pa'asa Shulchan, they, he reported that in Eretz Yisrael in the early uh, 19th century, which is the early 1800s, it was accepted that they actually would leave these gifts. So again, I, I guess people collected it. And just by the way, because we like Agatha as well, and it's going to be something that comes up, one of the most famous people that we're collecting, Lachet Chichampea, is going to be, um, uh, what's it called, Rus, and the story of Boaz. Um, and obviously we're going to, this has a lot to do with bringing Mashiach, and the Chesed that brings Mashiach as well, um, and Boaz asking her to come to the field. So let's start with the first mission. Elodvarim, Shelem Shir, Hapea, which is spelled with a Yud in the Yerushalmi, so we have to understand why is this the first thing that we say every day. Hopefully we'll talk about that later, why it says Miperosam here in our other Gersos in the Siddur. Listen, which we'll get to that exciting brysa about all that that means, but notice that there's a lot missing. So Tosas and Bracha says that the brysa that we say in the morning is a brysa, even though we don't really have that full girsa. Anyway, Ayin Sham Shabbos Kuf Chavzayin Kiyodua has some of the girsas, but this is what it says. Eladvarim Shalom Ocha Perusem Olam Haza Vakaren Kayemus Lo Olam Haba Veluhem Kibra Veim Gemilas Chasadim Vashkamas Beis Shemidah Shachar Sabras We don't have that girsa Vachnasas Archim Ubiker Cholim Vachnasas Kala of the Asa Meis Vion Tefila which is a Shaila Ion Tefila seems to be a bad thing, but it means concentrating well and, and dominating. Connecting to Hashem, the So let's just say, I don't think you could mention those words and not think of Roy Kreisworth and his story with the stipler, which is just brilliant. And you see how Tamenich Chacham are literally Marvin Shomilim and, and bring life to the world. So, um, but I'll come back to that in a moment. I just want to say one quick ha'ara, and then we'll come back to that part. Um, I want to end with that story. So um, the Gemara actually asks a very fascinating story question, which is why isn't Truma mentioned? And um, in the Mishnah, Truma is not mentioned. And really, Truma also has no minimum or maximum shear, Lachora. So Rav, Rav um, Imi gives an answer, Rav Neha Machlokas, which the simple reading of that is there's a dispute. And Rav Yossi says, Adam Osa Bikurim, you can make your whole field into Bikurim, but you can't make your entire field Truma. If you take a look in the um, Rosh Srilio, there's a whole discussion about whether this is the same thing that Rashi is saying in the Bavli, and in, in I believe it's in Hulin, or uh, whether this is its own answer, etc., and whether you can make your whole field into Truma, etc. Really, really fascinating. But I want to just say one thing, which is um, that we are, even though the um, Haredim actually wrote on all of Zrom, unfortunately we don't have it, we only have on Brachos and Bea. So I'm very much missing him because his shot was amazing and, and really, really comprehensive. So. Um, I see that Art Scroll went with the Purish of the Mara Fulda. I think it's Elio Revelio from Fulda. Um, it's a very brilliant Purish, and it really incorporates all the other ones, the Pnei Moshe, the Graz Rabbi Kiyadua, and the Rosh Srilio, who we've talked about. So when we're learning this, let's try to keep our eye on the, on the Mara Fulda and obviously the other Mepharshim. But most importantly, he draws from the Gra, and the Gra is extensive um, in, in Zeram, and, and as we mentioned earlier. So just a, just a little eye on, on the Mepharshim so we have a little bit more bearing about what's going on. He really draws on everyone else's Shatim in a very, very... Um, important way. There's even Likutim of Shosalio on the, on the Ozawada print. So, Kiyodua, um, Rukhaim Kreisworth, that's all, who uh, was a tremendous Bucky and, and 
photographic memory and brilliant, brilliant man, but built up the entire Belgian community and amazing person in many ways. I, um, so he was very, very sick. And he came to the stipler, his close friend and confidant, and was you know telling him that the doctor said, Rahman Lassan, he didn't have that much longer to live. And the stipler quoted these words from the sitter. And he says to him, um, Biker Holem, visiting the sick, Vachnasas Kala, uh, taking care of brides, Vyasa Mace. He says, why? This thing was supposed to be going in order. First, you have Biker Holem, you visit someone who's sick, and then you have Vyasa Mace, someone burying the dead. What's Vachnasas Kala doing in the middle? He said, you see from this Chazal that the way to interrupt between Biker Holem, someone that Rahman Latzalan that's sick, and Vyasa Mace, someone who's going to pass away, is to add in Vachnasas Kala. If you interrupt with that, then you'll have a Rikhus Yavim. And he went and he literally dedicated his entire rest of his life to obviously his Torah learning and etc. But focusing on uh, marrying off thousands and thousands of people. And I heard this with my own ears. I was at his Leviah. I believe he passed away in around 2004 in Eretz Yisrael. I was at his Leviah. I heard the story repeated by multiple people um, you know, about the stipler having told. And he lived 18 more years after this. So literally the thing that breaks up Bikr Cholem to Liasa Mace, Rahman Latsan, is Achnasas Kala. It's the chesed that we do. And that might be one of the reasons that we read this every morning. Just to remember, look how much more our, our lives are enhanced by the Gemilas Hasadim and the Talmud Torah that we learn. And to always be thinking about that. The whole idea of Peah, like the Chinuch says, is to be, Hashem wants us to be on Lachas Konim, Gaikarish, generous, kind nation. And when we think about tzedakah that we do for other people, think about it. What, what's the way to get to know Hashem? Through saying Shema, through learning Torah. And now that we came off of Mesechus Brachos, the first thing Hashem says, you want to be my Evid? You want to be close to me? Care about my people. My Rebbe, Rav Asher Zelig Rubin, he always used to quote, there's a Medrash Rabbah in Baaloscha, Nerchi uh, Biyadi. I have your candle, Hashem says, the Medrash Rabbah. Um, if you want me to take care of you, take care of my children. You watch my Neros, and I'll watch your Neros. And that's literally what's going on. When we move from Brachos to Peah, we should be Zoha to learn Talmud Torah Kenegat Kulam and to be Bali Chasadim, like the Chazanish writes in Igros, that a person who's a Bal Chesed, his Torah becomes one of Chesed, and his Chesed becomes one of Torah, which is the brilliance I learned from David Feinstein's Atzal and the amazing stories about him, that his Torah literally had that brilliance. And one of the quotes they always said that really, really impacted me was, to be like Rabbi Kivager and his brilliance, that we can't be. We're not going to have that that Amelis Torah that he has. We could strive, but we'll never get to that level. But to do the Chesed that he did, outpouring of his heart of visiting sick people, taking care of people, that kindness, that you could be like Rabbi Kivager. And that's amazing. Who wouldn't want to be like Rabbi Kivager in any way? that we could be like him. So we should be Zoha that the Talmud Torah can I kulam and the Gemilas Chasadim Elam Shir that we should always be growing and growing and taking care of Hashem's children so that Hashem Bezer Hashem will take care of us. Thank you so much for being with me on this journey. I look forward to learning Peah Bezer Hashem with you.